And welcome back, rugby fans. Guess what? It's Thursday night, Friday if you're watching on TRN. But we're back. It's a rant episode. Ty's not here. You got the big guy, Scott Ferrara, hosting. I know Rob loves it because I can't win. And, and you look hot, I'm just saying. Thanks. I'm 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 dying right now. It's like 98 degrees, not you know Nick Lachey style up in the up in uh, New York here right now. 100% humidity. You guys know how I do. Um, but yeah, Rob's happy. I'm not actually part of the the rugby rant this time, uh, so that means I can't win. So Rob can try and build up and, and catch me at some point. But anyway, I'm the big guy Scott Ferrar. That's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. And with us, we have two guest ranters. The first guy, you know him as uh, Brissett the Jack, Derek Brissett from the Rouge Rugby Podcast. Derek, how you doing? Oh man, doing pretty good. I mean, I mean, aside from the game that we're about to talk about, I've been <laughs> doing pretty good. It was a pretty good weekend, but. Uh... You know, I'm sorry. I didn't bring any advanced scientific polls to you guys this week, though. So, um, you know, of course, uh, I'm glad Doug Doug got that covered last week, but I, I don't got any of the scientific research for you. I was going to ask you, you know, did did um, Nielsen do those with ABC News? <laughs> who, who was running your – Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it, was, was, all of them, actually. All of them, but the Canadian uh, ones, the Canadian the, the, ones, not, not ABC and stuff. <laughs> Oh man, I love I love Derek and 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 I love our buddy Doug when he comes on. The Canadian contingent of our ranters and fans are one of the best. And we also have a new ranter, guys. Uh, uh, Alex Carlson, super OGD super fan, uh, rugby coach for hire. He's in the, he's involved in the youth program uh, in in Virginia, and he's also an old breed guy. Which, if you guys know, our buddy Mike Parazzini is also an old breed uh, breed player. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh... Huge fan. I, I sit among giants tonight and uh, with Mike Parazzini being on here before this, the grand poobah. Like I know tonight, like the chats are going to be going back and forth because the boss man's here tonight. They're like, we're going to, we're going to up the, we're going to up the ante on the old breed, uh, on the old breed chat later on. So thanks a lot guys for having me. I love it. I love shit talking. You guys know this. And for those viewers who have not watched our show before, this is the rugby rant. Uh, we give each of our ranters two minutes to rant about a topic. And generally we have the audience picket this week. These two topics were kind of natural to us. Um, and if you go past your two minutes or you, you, you kind of, you know, there's some foul play deemed uh, by me, the referee. Do you know what you get, Rob? Uh, I think it's called the cheese. The cheese, baby. You get that first yellow card uh, in the second round. If you get a second yellow card, obviously that's a red card infringement. You are done. We take you off the screen. Well, if you get the red card the up, <laughs> exactly. If you get a red card up front, I don't know if you'll be asked back. Luckily, none of our guys have ever gotten a red card up front. Although maybe I should have gotten a red card every so often. I know Rob is is a proponent of of working the referee when I'm a ranter. Anyway, before we hit I the, the, fr- the referee, yeah, my word. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's. I, I, it, I, you, I'm surprised you didn't play scrum half in your younger days. By the way, you try to work the ref, you know, asking for leniency before you commit an infraction. I'm hey, smart, Rob. Rob. sir. I'm sir, smart. can I punch this guy across me? He's really giving me the business at the back <laughs> Let, of the scrum. Well, it's unlike Paul Mullen, who just slaps and then asks. <laughs> I ask for forgiveness and then slap. I've learned. I've learned from the best. I've seen Paul Mullen do it. I know you got to do it uh, the other way. Anyway, let's talk about CanIBrands.com. You know, help us keep the lights on. Visit CanIBrands.com. They have four sectors of CBD products. Uh, they have the CanI Sleep, the CanI Boost, the CanI Men, and the CanI Fresh. Now, you know what I like. Um, I like the CanI Fresh and the CanI Men. Um, I really use those top uh, those those products. The the CanI Men bulb. I can't tell you uh, bomb. I can't tell you more about it. You know, I'm on my feet a lot, flat feet, flat shoes, wearing my dress shoes, going to work. You know, after, you know, Friday, I put in 50 to 60 hours working. My feet are freaking killing me. I come home. I put on that Can I Men bomb. And honestly, I wake up the next morning and my feet are like, man, let's go. Let's get ready to hit another day. And the other thing I, I really love is the Can I Sleep. And it comes in these little canisters here. And just eight sprays of these in your mouth get you right to sleep. You know, I, I've talked about it week in and week out. You know, we do this show. Sometimes I'm up till, you know, one or two in the morning doing the show, depending on, you know, the guests and and people we have. And it's tough. You know, I'm amped up from doing the show. I had been up since five, you know, the, the previous morning. So I need some help going to sleep. And can I sleep is something that I really use and it really does help me out. Uh, THC free, which is important to me. You know, this country is going through a huge opioid epidemic and we really need things like CBD that, that don't have those 
chemicals that you can't get chemically dependent on to help you. So if you go to canibrands.com and use the code RANT25, you'll get 25% off your entire order. I'm talking if you order a thousand bucks, you're getting 250 off. If you're ordering, you know, a hundred bucks, you're getting 25 off. Use the code rugby rant, uh, excuse me, rug, uh, rant25 for 25% off your entire purchase. And if you spend more than $49, it's shipped three within the continental United States. So guys, go check out canibrands. Use the code RANT25 for 25% off your entire purchase. Now, let's get to the first topic at hand. Like I said before, we kind of had some t- two topics naturally come up. Um, this first topic, man, uh, I don't know uh, I don't know what, what, what our Rugby Canada contingent is going to say, but we're talking about the second leg of the Rugby World Qualifying uh, uh, match between the Eagles and Canada. That final score was uh, Eagles 38, Canada 16, and I believe uh, the aggregate was 59 to 50. USA moving on to play Uruguay to see who's going to be America's number one. Um, Rugby Canada going to play Chile to see if they can bounce back if they win. Whoever So whoever loses the uh, USAR-Uruguay match plays the winner of, or excuse me, plays, yeah, the winner of the Chile Rugby Canada match. So we're going to see what you guys thought about that, this match, and we're going to start with Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. Rob, your two minutes starts now. Yeah, I think everything that the United States didn't do well in um, the <laughs> in Canada, they did well this game, right? And it starts with the set piece. Their scrums were solid uh, from start to finish. Their lineouts were awesome. I think they only lost one of their uh, one of their their own lineouts. Um, and and on the opposite end of that, Canada, I think, lost three or four uh, lineouts in the fifteen meter attacking um, part of the field. Um, so. You know, that's really tough to score points and stay in the game when you're losing possession in the green zone. And, of course, um, they used the lineup to set up the rolling mall. Hanco, uh, what an absolute freaking beast. I know Scott was sporting wood the whole match because Hanco was just on fire scoring three tries, two of them off the back of the ball. Um, really nice to see. Um, I, what I really like to see, and I said it uh, on the back of the last match, I wanted to see them control possession of the ball and go through the phases. And I really think in the second half they did that very, very well, uh, especially the rug support. You know, uh, Rumball was freaking killing him in the first half and really keeping it close, almost all by himself, just spoiling possession. And I really think they did a better job getting to the rucks, getting over the rucks, clearing the rucks out, and getting quick, lightning fast ball out of the rucks. I thought Ruben did those things well, much better than he did the last time. Um, I was really disappointed for, with Fanaa Schultz. Uh, sorry to our guy Alex there. Um, you ju- there's no excuse for the two yellow cards. Those things are just not smart play. You know, you know you can't lift and dump. You know you can't jump over them all. You gotta clean those things up in tighter matches. Those penalties will be costly, and so he's got to clean those up. Um, and uh, overall, though, I thought that I'll leave some other meat on the bone for for the two other gentlemen set to talk about this game. So somebody should play the loud tonight because Rob came in like 10 seconds under his time, which never happens. Um, he's usually, you know, right past it. You know, it's it's almost like a teenager in a car. They just they see the stop sign too late and they just slam on the brakes. That's a um, we like to talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like hey, New Yorkers. What are you trying to say, bro? What are you trying to say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying you talk way too much, too, except you ask for forgiveness instead of, you know. Because I'm smart. It's just we're New Yorkers are smarter and we talk a lot. Anyway, let's go. Let's go back to some of your points there. Um, you're right. They they seem to get the line out straightened out on their end, and they're poaching a lot of the balls in the line out. Uh, Nick Savetta and Nate Brickley, yeah. both of them had a bunch of poaches on the line outs and coming down uh, to do their own malls and give it to Hanko. I mean, it's it's kind of natural. It's the offense Rooney runs as well. So having those guys running that same type of offense, um, to get the rolling mall, Fon Fon Schultz, same thing. You know, he's, he's on that OGDC team that runs that rolling mall off the lineout. So there's a lot of MLL crossover just on that particular play. So you see why USA Eagles like to do it and the success in them doing it. Uh, obviously, Hankel getting the hat trick. Um, but you're right. I think uh, Ruben Nahas was was kicking darts. Um, you know, he definitely stepped up his play from the previous matches. And I don't know if that was just knowing that, you know, he had AJ uh, McGinty at 10 to, to be a little more dynamic than Will McGee or... You know, he just he just got right. You know, I, you know, some sometimes I feel like the Haas's travel uh, 
kind of screws him up a little bit and he has to cycle through that a little slower than, than other people. Um, but let me, like you said, let me keep some meat on the bone there. And let's talk to our rugby Canada contingent. Derek, your two minutes starts now, bro. Well, I, I think I can just start by echoing the same thing that Rob said. It's like everything that Canada did well in the previous game did not happen in this game. Um, so it's pretty much the exact opposite there. I think, Rob, you mentioned um, the missed lineouts. The lineout in the second half, regardless of where it was on the field, you mentioned the fifth within 15 meters. Um, wherever it was on the field, it was, it was atrocious. It was terrible. Um, I think, too, like there was just, you know, they never had the ball. And when they did, they just box kicked it away. Um, there wasn't there wasn't any real like attack. There was no real attacking pressure at all. It was just it felt like every time you know you mentioned Lucas Rumble was killing it in the first half, and all those turnovers they just kind of amounted to nothing. Um, but you know anytime they got they seemed to get possession during the game, whether it was like because the USA kicked it to them or however they got it, it was just a box kick straight back almost immediately on the first phase. Um, to me, I think. You know, I think that was kind of the combination of the three things that are the most frustrating about this game was, just, as Lucas Rumble said in his post-match interview, just the constant individual errors, knock-ons, bad passes, guys offside, things like that. Um, the lineouts, and then just complete lack of any meaningful possession at any point in the game. Um, I think the most, to me, the most frustrating part of the game um, was the Ruben de Haas try. Um, Rob, that was the one lineout that the USA did lose um, that started that play. Savetta dropped the ball and it landed on the Canadian side for Thomas to pick up. Rumble had a good, good run, about 15 meters or so. The first phase, Brody comes or um, Brody comes to the the ruck box, kicks it up. It's the best kick chase Canada got all game. Coates grabs it, puts it down, and Brody just box kicks it right away again. And Ruben de Haas has to be thinking, it's like, oh, they're going to box kick because this is all they've been doing this whole game. So he jumps on it, right? And I don't know, just a overall, overall kind of a bit of a frustrating, frustrating night, especially considering how well the St. John's match went. Yeah, no, listen, I, I know it's frustrating in talking to our buddy and, and your buddy, Doug Wilkie, about it. You know, I'm lucky enough to talk to Doug about these matches and get a Canadian perspective, like, as it's happening. And you're right. He was he was just very sad about individual effort. And, you know, that's, you know, that's the game of rugby, unfortunately. I think you're right. Um, one of the things Canada didn't do that they were doing uh, in, in the St. John's game was great counterattacks off Ruben de Haas's box kicks, yeah. going up, getting it, getting like 10 meters and then setting up their own play and not necessarily boxing it right away. You know, maybe they were setting up for something or they'd run it with the forwards. You know, they were a little more dynamic in their play choice. I don't know what changed, um, you know, obviously not being in the locker room, but you know, I think you summed it up perfectly with the Haas's try where they were box kicking so much that they telegraphed it, especially on that particular one. Cause I guess, you know, he just, he just didn't think he had enough support to get it down. And, you know, he's and the Haas charges it down and scores an amazing try. Um, so yeah, you know, it's disappointing, but you, you know, like I said previously, rugby Canada has a chance. Um, so they just got to, you know, do their business against Chile and then keep it up against whoever their next opponent is. Um, but yeah, great points. I love it. You know, it's, it's very good dissection of, of what's going on, uh, on a, on a really good rugby Canada team that just didn't produce. So now we're moving on to the, to the last, last but not least this, this ranter, our, our buddy, our OG DC super fan, Alex Carlson, your two minutes starts now. No pressure. Um, so first off, um, you know, the uh, obligatory uh, hats off to Chicken and Jamma for making the lineup. That's from all the OG fans. We love those guys. And, uh, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, we were talking about some of the different chats that are out there. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody more disappointed in the penalties than Jamma. Um, and, and I completely agree with uh, Rob, the fact that like that discipline is going to be key, you know, but we got through, you know, step for the, for the Eagles, they got through step A, which is winning the match on Saturday, right? We can't get to B, we can't worry about what's going to happen next. And uh, hats off to the Eagles for pulling it, pulling out because Gary Gold got filleted, you know, I'm sure you guys uh, follow a whole heck of a lot more chats than I do. And he was getting filleted because everyone seemed very seemed like it was the the same old spiel on on the internet you know hey we got to try better take it one day at a time your classic sports cliches and um you know you guys mentioned hanko was on fire i thought christian dyer was hot as well joe taifete in that front row taifete showing his 
versatility, being able to move over and play prop. Uh, I thought that was huge. Um, and I think the, the, the biggest part of it was they knew that their backs were against the wall and they, and they rose to that level. And I think a, a big part of that and uh, being a forward, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'll, I'm going to get filleted over this by my, uh, by my, uh, my, by my brothers uh, in the pack, but I thought AJ McGinty, there's a reason why that man's the captain and a captain and leaders rise to the top when, when they're stuck in adverse conditions. He came out, he accepted responsibility for what he didn't do in the first match. And he came out and he led the Eagles proudly on the pitch. And I think you could see that momentum, that aggressiveness from the kickoff. And I think them, um, them doing that really, I think from the kickoff, it was the Eagles match, um, you know, and there was no, there was no looking back. Sorry, Derek, on that one. No, you, you are correct. You are, you're, you're, I, I'm not going to, uh, that was a, that was a wire to wire. I guess yeah. it was the point where Canada was technically leading, but yeah, yeah. that was, that was pretty much wire to wire. You, yeah. you, you can say that it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, I definitely think you're right. I think uh, AJ McGinty, uh, his second match, definitely uh, better. Um, you know, and, and just, again, I, I still kind of question Gary Gold putting him in last match with all of his, the issues he had. You know, me and Rob, I think we're in agreement on that one. Um, Rob, how do you think McGinty did? I think he did well. I thought his tactical kicking and kicking, you know, when there was some broken play and he saw space and opportunity behind uh, Rugby Canada's backs, he kicked it right in that space and really made them play the ball under pressure. Um, we made use of the 50-22 rule. Uh, Canada, I think, actually scored some points off of it themselves and uh, early on in the match, but we made use of it twice. And I think there was a, a, a five-meter um, five kick, so taking advantage of some of the, the new rule applications. Um, actually were turned over into points in some cases. But I, I think his ability just to control the game, both with his uh, ball in hand and with his feet, uh, was solid. One of the things I thought Team Canada could have done is bring in Kyle Bailey and, and Eric Howard in at about the same time and benefit from perhaps their communication skills, having played together at Danola Gold, um, to, to get that line out right, perhaps to develop some rhythm, get that line out right, might have been a good tactical substitution. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard under the kind of pressure that was created with the turnover of points for the United States. I mean, I, I think now, you know, the other question is probably, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this uh, another follow-up question to Rob, you know, Fonon Schultz out, who are we going to see step up? Well, you know, it's interesting that I, you know, um, I, I, I'd like to see, of course, cause you know, my heart is made of gold. At the moment, I'd like to see uh, Andrew Guerra get a, a get a start, um, and uh, you know perhaps in uh, you know with Hanko at the six and him at the seven. But you know I I got to tell you, there's something that excites me about Ben Benasso. Um, I'd really like to see him get a, a bit of time and look. Um, you know, is there an opportunity to play some of those younger guys in the next game? I mean, the United States has demonstrated that they, and I won't give away too much, but they've demonstrated they can they can put up some points against uh, some of the South American counterparts. So well, we might see some new blood in there and give uh, some of the old guard a little bit of a rest. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm hoping Ben Manasso gets his start, but, you know, I got to be honest, they've been going with Andrew Guerra. I don't know if he had a better camp. I haven't heard anything, any injury concerns with Ben Bonasso, or the, although I've, I have been, you know, asking some questions and haven't gotten any answers back. So to me, it's just, I'm wondering, maybe he's a little nicked up. I don't really know. Um, Derek, what does, what does Canada need to do against Chile? Obviously besides beat them, what, what is the biggest change they can make going into that match? Uh, yeah. Going into that. I think Chile, Chile's a good team. They've, um, you know, obviously I think the last time they played, uh, Canada won like 56 nothing or something to yeah, that effect right. at the uh, the ARC. But I think like, you know, they got the SLAR to come in. They had a the Chilean team in that was a playoff team. Like they've gotten a lot better in just the past two years. Um, things can I think things that Canada does really well, I think, are the things like Rob mentioned. They're like, especially with guys like Rumble, they're unreal at the breakdown. Like even in this game, like I don't think the states were better at the breakdown in this game over the over the whole course of the entire game. Like they definitely had moments and stuff, but like Rumble, like Rumble, and even like Bailey and Rumble were able to get through the lineout mall a couple times too, as you know you mentioned, right? So I think they're really good at doing that. They proved that they're pretty good at doing that even against like England. Like they held their own in a lot of cases. Um, so I think they definitely have to do that well. The the 
I think the one thing, if you talk to like Canadian rug, rugby fans, the the lineout needs to get fixed. Um, it's it was really good against the uh, the United States in St. John's, but then it just seemed like it kind of reverted back to um, its old ways a little bit this week. Um, like you said, I think I think the game against St. John's kind of also showed it's like Canada does play bet like if they use a bit of a more expansive attack. Like they can like open up opportunities and stuff. There was a play, um, and I think it's like the like around the seventieth minute, just before Higgins had replaced Brody at this point in time, and it was kind of a weird play. There was a, like a botched line out, but Canada maintained possession of it, and they ran a couple phases and then worked the ball through the hands of the back line. And if it wasn't for a forward pass from Howard to Lloyd, that's it was a try. Yeah. Like it, it took them like three phases to open up the U.S. defense on the outside and. You know, they were able to do that in the game against St. John's, but they just they never got an opportunity or never tried it in this one. So I think going into Chile, it's like I would like I guess I would just like to see like the confidence to hold on to the ball a little bit more and not just immediately let's play for some territory and let's get that box kick. But if you are going to do that box kick, too, like what it was in St. John's, the kick chase has to be on point. Right. Because any box kick is only as good as that kick chase. It was there in St. John's. It wasn't there in Colorado. And that kind of also helped why, like, they couldn't really get an attack going. And and I'd like to add, I'd like to see Rugby Canada, uh, they do good things in transition and try to put a little bit more emphasis on uh, transition rugby because I think they're dangerous in transition. That play you mentioned was was a great example of it. And one of the other things I'd like to see them do is – and they showed it in in St. John's was set up that one three three one you know structure where they have a line of forwards and a line of backs. Yeah. Uh, and when they keep the ball in hand, they they really can maintain possession and frustrate the opposition. I think if they do that, they can have a lot of success. I I, um, I was gonna say I agree because that's that's what they did in the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's exactly it's exactly what they did. And like you look the last five minutes, it was like Jones had a nice like crash ball run. Rumble had a good run. They get the ball to Vicky Lonnie, who I know like I know he's young and you know still still plenty to develop there. But I think he's dynamic. Like, yeah, he is. He's a really good ball carrier. And like if he gets a chance to offload, he's really good at that too. Um and yeah, I think I think that was the biggest thing like from this game. It just looked like there's like a lack of confidence with the ball in hand, but it's like they've shown even in small moments in in this game, like this, like if they keep it, like they can they can do some damage with it. They just gotta like have the. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just like have the confidence to do it. Well, that's the thing. It seems like you were you're right about the hesitancy, and I don't know if that was just you know the the moment and not the pressure, but knowing that you had the aggregate thirteen point lead. Yeah, and you, you know you take your foot off off the gas. And that's something that USA does too sometimes in the lulls where I feel like, you know, you, you, you've been pushing pace, pushing pace, pushing pace, whether it's, you know, crushing runs with, with the forwards or dynamic action with the backs. And then you go with a box kick that just kind of kills your momentum. And yeah, you gain the territory, but you lost, you, you, you're losing possession. So I can see it. It's very similar in both teams when you have that. So Alex, um, you know, I think, well, we're, we're, we're looking forward uh, to Uruguay now. Um, what do you think USA needs to do to win that match? Um, what I think that USA needs to do is to celebrate this victory to start off with, right? So, like, that's positive. As Derek mentioned, you know, Canada had the opportunity to just kind of keep that foot on USA's throat and just crush them, and they let up. And now, now they're, now they're kind of in the corner punching themselves out. The USA's got momentum. Right, that 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 W is a, a big thing that an, that answers a lot of the naysayers that really thought, you know, here we go again. You know, I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm a Chicagoan, uh, you know, born and raised before I joined the service. And right, like yeah, it's the lovable losers, right? Like up oh, there's the <laughs> Eagles. They'll they'll always go to the World Cup, but are they a top tier? Um, and you know, to me, yes, they are. Right, like you've got you've got to believe. If if you don't start with that belief, so I think that's 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 number two the first thing is they they celebrate this victory because like it's important um for that team cohesion as we build up to 2023 the the second one is to maintain that momentum um looking back will only give you a sore neck and so i think you know you lose you lose um james and anna schultz you guys mentioned like some great opportunities do you do you do you give who do you give a the the start to um, I think those are both great choices, but 
I think it's hammering on some of the stuff that Rob already hit and everybody else kind of went around the horn is like that discipline, those little micro things are what's going to be the difference between taking it to Uruguay and just, you know, focusing on, on the run up to 2023, or are they going to be, you know, are they going to be looking for a, uh, was it October 9th, you know, just like they were against this match on September 11th versus Canada going like, all right, boys, here we go again. Gary Gold right, will be back online, kind of having to repeat the same <laughs> thing that the fans, you know, because, uh, you know, we can be fair weather at times, uh, whether deservedly or not. And, you know, we'll be we'll be calling for people's heads and, you know, and, um, you know, grabbing all kinds of overseas jerseys. But I mean, I think if they celebrate this win, um, focus on that momentum and then prioritize how they can correct those discipline mistake you know those disciplinary mistakes i think that's that's what puts the usa over the top to beat uruguay and and, and i'd like to jump in here's what i'd like to see the u.s do uh, in their attack i'd like i mean bryce campbell can can really suck in defenders right so i'd like to see them work bryce campbell a bit more and work on bringing in christian dyer Marcel Brocky, Ryan James, when he's fit at angles, either inside or outside of him, right? And make the ball available, work on Bryce getting that ball out and getting it available in contact because he's drawn defenders in. But what are we doing to create that, you know, hard strike uh, at the soft edges of uh, the defensive uh, back line? Yeah, and I think you're right. I think we have to, if we can get that going, you know, it's not, we're not, we don't always have to work on or rely on our pack to even score offensively. And that brings up my, my last question to Derek. Um, it seems as though maybe if you have your European contingent, your pack is a little better. Is, I mean, does it, am I wrong about that? Ah, yeah. I mean, it's better, but I mean, if, if they're not in the game, you got to figure out how to win games without them. Right. So it's, that's uh there's no sense in, uh, no sense in worrying about the guys that aren't there. You got to find a way to win with the guys that are there. Well, so then my next question is: You think those guys are going to be there for this particular? Or you think they're going to get released? Oh man, uh, I hope they come. I hope I hope they come. Like it's, I mean, t- Tyler Ardron, like Evan Olmstead, even like you know Priscilla, like mm-hmm. the guys. There's a lot of guys that weren't like even like hopefully hopefully they are able to come. Hopefully some guys like Hassler can come back from injury and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Harris was hurt. Um, Josh Larson wasn't able to play. Uh, Doug Frazier wasn't able to play. Well, I'm mixing some old glory stuff for uh, Alex there. Um, so he wasn't a, he wasn't able to play either, um, right? So it's like if you you know what I mean. Like you kind of you look at that and it's like yeah, like this maybe it's not the best Canada roster that you could possibly have, but it's the best one that's available to you. So. At the end of the day, that's you. Who, no matter, you can't worry about the guys that aren't on the team. You got to figure out. Mm-hmm. You got to find a way to win with the guys that are there, right? So, um, it would be nice if they did come, though. That's for sure. No, nope, I, I, I like definitely. Oh, on, I like that attitude. Uh, the jet is coming out with the no use crying over bagged milk. Uh, and and I like that. It's good to see. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, uh, before we get on, because I'm going to ask all these guys what they think the outcomes of the games are going to be and, and, you know, who's going to be America's one and two. But before we do that, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. I'd like to take a moment to thank one of our very important partners, Tighthead Brewing Company. It's Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. And one of the things I'd like to celebrate is, as of the recording today, Brewster and the Tighthead Brewing has reached a milestone. Yes, it is 10 years in the business of making quality ales and lagers for all seasons. Tighthead Brewing Company is located in Mundelein, Illinois, in the heart of Lake County. Owner Brewster and the Tighthead staff will ensure you're kept well hydrated so you don't miss a single scrum. Tighthead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. And don't forget to go to Tighthead if you're in Chicago to catch some amazing rugby. We're going to continue to have some internationals. We're going to have Women's World Cup coming up. We're going to have Rugby Sevens happening with both uh, the Premier Sevens and the HSBC Sevens. And then October, of course, we have some more qualifiers. We have the United States playing Ireland, the United States playing New Zealand. I mean, Chicago... This is a great time to enjoy some great rugby and great beer. So, hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, 
Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. And we're back, folks. So the next thing I'm going to ask these guys to round out this topic is I want to know what are your predictions for USA versus Uruguay, Rugby Canada versus Chile, and who are your, who's going to be your America's one and two, how it's going to shake out. So, Rob, let's hear it. Uh, okay, so USA versus Uruguay. The last two results, 42 um, to, I think, 13 in favor of the United States and 26 to 7 in favor of the United States. So I, there's no doubt I think the United States will beat Uruguay. I'm, I'm looking for a score of 39 to 12. And with Rugby Canada, the last outing was a resounding victory of 56 nothing. I think Derek talked about that. Um, I think if uh, Canada can get some things right, they can uh, get a close score to that. I think uh, I'm, I'm looking at a 43 to, to uh, um, I'm going to go with 43 to 10. Uh, uh, okay. Rugby Canada. I like okay. it. So now down to the Maple Leaf handicapper, Derek Brissett. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of less of prediction and just put some positive energy into the air here and go. I mean, in, in all reality, we all want rugby to grow in North America. And the best way for that to happen is obviously Canada and the United States, both participating in the Rugby World Cup. So I'm going to go with. I don't want to see them have to play each other to be like potentially be eliminating one another from the World Cup. So I'm going to say USA is going to beat Uruguay and then Canada is going to beat Uruguay. So um feel bad for Uruguay, but they can uh, they can bang it out in the repechage tournament. Hopefully they got a good squad hey, there too. Yeah, listen, that's, I think that that's my sentiment exactly. I want to see USA and Canada in that America's one and two spot. Um, you know, again, that, that helps North American rugby that I think that's, what's going to happen, but who knows, Alex, let's hear it. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, and I, and I think Derek hit the, the biggest thing that, that I have in my notes, which is this, this fusion, this thing that, that this MLR as it grows and, and snowballs and gets bigger, how can you not have that positivity and that positive mental attitude? The USA has got momentum. Canada, Canada knows what they what they messed up and they, and I think they're going to, I think they're going to put a throttling um, coming up and um, one and two, that's it. USA, Canada. It's not hockey. It's uh it's rugby. <laughs> so like we, we, we got you, we got you for, for a little bit, but um, one and two, that's it. USA in Canada. I love it. I love it. I, th- I think you're right. I think Canada is going to be fired up. I'm hoping that they run the table against Chile and Uruguay. Uh, I'm still pissed off about the golden goal. Uh, in uh, in <laughs> hockey, um, uh, in the World Championships, women's uh, Canada beat USA uh, in a golden goal, reminiscent of uh, what was it, uh, 2016? Uh, uh, oh, uh, in the Olympics, uh, Canada's women's team has won a lot, though, most of the Olympics. So going no, back. no, no, I meant, I meant reminiscent of men's where I think it was Sydney Crosby had the golden goal in the gold medal uh, game. Yeah, 2010, yeah. 2010, yeah. The other 2010 wow, man, I gotta go back even farther than that. Shoot, <laughs> I'm old. Anyway, that was the one that was in Vancouver still. with like, yeah. it's still like the absolute most watched event in Canadian history as far as like <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. I love it, guys. Like I said, I think Canada's going to come out fired up and they're, they're going to show the intensity that they, they need to get in there and win it. And, uh, you know, I, I think I know who won this match. But before we before I make the selection, let's talk about another one of our friends, our friends over at Rugby Coffee. Um, let's be honest. I was telling you guys about Can I Brands before and how I'm, you know sometimes have trouble sleeping on the night we record. Every morning I wake up to a freshly brewed cup of crowd favorite from Rugby Coffee. It's delicious. It's my favorite. I know Rob's a joy joy guy. He likes the French roast. It has the little, you know rooster on it which is funny because you know he hates the rooster and yet he's drinking the coffee it's weird i just i I, deep down he's a rooney fan in my opinion but um you know he likes his coffee i like my coffee and that's a good thing about rugby coffee they got coffee for everybody one of the even better things is man they ship and package that stuff quick um i think i told the story a couple episodes ago um you know i i we do get a little bit of coffee as a sponsor i ran out and i bought some and purchased my own with my own money because it's that good and i feel strongly about this product it's great coffee and the best part about it is they help uh, celebrate youth rugby in Canada and in the United States. Um, 10% of their uh, earnings go to uh, youth youth programs in both, uh, like I said, in Canada and the United States. And you know, it's, it's great to see a company that's one, putting out good product and two, helping grow the game uh, one kid at a time. And as you guys know, the rugby rant likes to grow the game one fan at a time. So go to rugbycoffee.com right now, help us put the light, keep the lights on by ordering some delicious coffee. I got to be honest. I'm telling you, I, I wasn't a coffee guy until I started talking to these guys from Rugby Coffee. And Tennis was like, no, no, no. 
you got to really you just try it. And he gave, you know, he told me how to do the whole setup and everything. And since then, I've been on the rugby coffee train. So please go check out rugbycoffee.com. And you know, love talking about rugby coffee, but you know, I think it's time to to crown a winner. It's tough, man. It's tough. Rob, Robin, Robin, Alex had great points. You know, um, it's it's easy to talk about a team when they're winning. It's definitely hard to talk good, great about a team when they're down. So I think Derek, Derek, you're winning, you're winning this rugby rant episode. Congratulations. Um, you know, he really, he drove the point home of being optimistic and not being the guy that maybe Alex was talking about, you know, who was just kind of talking shit online and, and being a Debbie downer about their team. You know, he's optimistic about what's coming forward. He's optimistic about the way they lost and he knows what they did wrong. And no, it's seriously to come out and be like, it's individual effort. Listen, it's it it is, and they'll get better. That's wanna, each guy will be better. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say it's effort. Effort makes it sound like we're like, oh, they no, incorrect. Effort, yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. You're, you're, let me let me amend that. Individual yeah. mistakes. Individual yeah, yeah. mistakes. There's the effort was there. The mistakes had. Yeah, the mistakes were made. The effort was there. The mistakes were made. Let me amend that. But you know, I think this is the the first Canadian win in a, in a long time, Rob. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. And, and Canada has been really uh, uh, needing a victory here, not just on the pitch, uh, but also on the rugby rank. Cause as we know, our good friend, Doug Wilkie, I, you know, at least now, uh, anyway, I can, wait, wait, hold on. He, he got a ticket listening to the rugby rank one time. So, you know, at some point we got it, you know, we, we, we got to celebrate the victories for, for our Canadian friends when we can. I was gonna say, at least now I can only say it's only been like a week and a half since the last time Canada <laughs> beat the United States. So, so Listen, <laughs> rugby coffee coming. likes to donate. Yeah, rugby law, do, rugby coffee likes to donate to charitably to youth organizations. The big guy likes to donate charitably to Rugby Canada fans, <laughs> giving Derek Brissett to win. We, we need um, it. We need it. <laughs> and uh, for our fans out there, you know, you can catch us uh, on TRN every Friday morning, um, or you can check out our expanded episodes on Facebook the night before. If you want a sneak peek to see who won, um, follow us on all shows, uh, all social media platforms at rugby rant pod. Um, you know, I have fun doing it. I have fun interacting with the fans. If you guys want to be a ranter, contact us. We're always looking for new ranters. No offense to Derek, who's been on the show a couple of times, but we always like to hear new, new experiences and, like and new yeah, guys like Alex. Alex is brand new. He, he's do he's doing great on this episode. I loved it. Um, so guys, please, uh, you know, take a look, send a message, hang out with us on social media, hang out with us on Facebook. We love you know pushing this community of of rugby fans, uh, North American rugby fans, MLR. Um, you know, check me out. I'm going to be at the PR sevens. Uh, so if you guys are going to be in Memphis. Take a look for me. You know, we'll hang out. We'll have some beers. We'll take some pictures. It'll be I'm fun. Sure, they can't miss you. And just another fat joke that he has to talk about props. I mean, it's it's utterly ridiculous that a man who sniffs butts at lock, who sniffs prop, who sniffs prop butt at lock, his entire life. Maybe the fumes have just gotten to him, and he's he's just off his rocker a little bit. But anyway, I love busting the chops of my buddy the hammer. Anyway, I'm Scott Ferrar, the big guy. That's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt for Derek Brissett and Alex Carlson and our buddy Ty Braga, who can be here. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll okay. see you at the next. And welcome back, rugby rant fans. We're in our second uh, our, our our second topic here. It's a fun one. Um, I got to be honest. I stole this topic directly from Premier Rugby Sevens. Um, I mentioned it before. I'm going to be there at, uh, at in Memphis on October 9th. Um, you know, I'm, I can't wait to see you guys. It's going to be fun again. Let me get a picture with Nia Tapper. Help me out on social media, people. Contact Nia Tapper and tell her the big guy has to take a picture. Uh, she has to take a picture with the big guy. You guys can help me do this. So get it, get on that. Um, that's, that's my personal plea to you guys, but uh, PR sevens uh, put this topic out there. And I thought this would be a great topic for our ranchers here. So PR sevens asked fans to come up with a way as a tiebreaker in overtime in the knockout stages of the tournament. Um, and there was a ton of great answers on their Facebook post. Please check out that Facebook post and take a look at it. I mean, back and forth, Really good, you know, point counterpoint, uh, which is something we're going to do here. Um, but yeah, so the topic is what should the PR sevens do as a tie break in overtime for those knockout stages? Alex, your two minutes starts now. Whew. Okay. Starting off, um, as kind of mentioned, mentioned just off offline, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Marine and, uh, all this rugby stuff is getting old fast with me. I think good old fashioned hand to hand combat 
wins the day. <laughs> so I would like to see I would like to see each side get kitted up in uh, with some helmets and some pugil sticks, battle out center center pitch, um, and then I guess if that doesn't work out, old old whitey tidy me. Uh, I think you just you just kind of play it out, you know. Uh, it's I, I when I was trying to think of like do you, you know do you, do you move them around here? Do you do some positioning to make it more interesting in, in overtime? But it, it reminded me of that scene from uh, something about Mary where he's talking about seven minute abs, right? And you can change it around here and change around there, right? And and when Ben Stiller, you know, is going, hey, you know, somebody could just uh, just do six minute abs, and the the other character was adamant about seven minutes abs. It's sevens. Let's just play it out. We've got enough different. Um, we've got enough different variants and this, that, and the other thing. I I did see that chat. I loved it. Uh, I love the back and forth of the internet because right, you can just kind of get your jab in and and and, and retreat. Um, but you know, I uh, if 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 everything was on the table, I think you let them duke it out um, just to kind of bring the UFC UFC meets rugby into it. Otherwise, I, I'm kind of happy with the with the current structure and, and just letting it play out. And I'm I'm excited to see what um you know what this is what this is all going to be and how it's going to fit in perfectly. And um man, there's some big names in it. So like if you're a sevens fan, um it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough month, especially with club rugby going on and college rugby going on. So that's about all I've got. I I love the idea. Unfortunately, I Alex think that would be the, the episode <laughs> over. Alex won. <laughs> I, I, I think there'd be an insurance issue for that. Yeah, I think there'd be, I think there'd be an insurance issue for that. That that would be my only thing is is can they get the insurance to do those? Hey, do those pugil sticks? If you can fight in hockey, we can fight in rugby. It's fine. That's right. It's just, it's just you know it's it's just a rest it's a restart and you and you drop the jersey and you go for it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's it. Just, just you know, just hook it. Just, just make sure you're 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 connecting on those punches. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So let's get let's get. Uh, I got nothing, man. You can just I can. I don't know how you beat hand to hand combat. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Your two minutes starts now, buddy. I saw that post. I responded at one point. Uh, they should play Mario Kart on the jumbotron. Um, nowhere near. That'd be awesome. No, nowhere near as quick as hand-to-hand combat. Probably less dangerous though. Um, so I mean, that was mine. I think um, I do actually agree with Alex's second point. I think you know the best overtime format that rugby has right now is just you know you can just do golden point. Whoever whoever kind of scores first wins. I think that's that's fine. As Alex said, just let it play out. Um, but I think kind of by Premier Sevens putting out that post i think they're looking for maybe something a little bit different um so i'm gonna kind of i think if you could i like the idea of letting them play it out but i'm also gonna borrow from the cfl slash maybe college football kind of overtime and just be like put the ball on the 22 and then you get every each team you get one possession right we'll say you know we'll say the possession can't end on a penalty but like if you lose the ball it's a turnover that's the end of your possession um, and I would just say like, yeah, flip a coin. You could, the winner of the coin toss gets to pick if they want to be offense first or defense first. If you score, the other team gets the chance to match. Um, you know, if you don't score in the other, in the team B who goes second scores, then game's over. Um, I think you, you, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you kind of, as Alex says, you keep that ability to actually play it out, but by just starting the game in a prime scoring position, put the ball in the middle of the 22, you can either do a quick tap, maybe do a scrum, depending on how you kind of want. Scrum probably ends a lot faster just because there'd be more time or there's more space. But that's kind of where I would go with it. I, I like that idea. And I think it's uh, you have to amend it and say no, no kicks, you know, no, yes. uh, no drop yes. goals. Uh, uh, um, yeah. it, ha- it has to be scoring, has to be try. Um, so I think if you do that, because um, even because, you know, right now, technically college, you can kick the field goal and they can match it. I think the first two or three times. So, yeah, um, if. It's CFL, you have to do like a touch. It has to be a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. College football, it's, I forgot if it's just the first set or the second set, uh, you can kick. Um, and then after that, it has to be touchdowns. But I, I mean, I like that idea. It's different. And I think that's what the PR sevens is trying to do is they're trying to make it exciting. They know that this is going to be their one tournament for the year. So they get to test out whether Mario Kart on the Jumbotron is actually fun and going to work. Oh, um, I love that idea too. I think that would, that would be, a, a, um, very interesting. Uh, you know, 
who has the skills, you know, I mean, throwing bananas all over the place would be awesome. <laughs> Hammer, what do you got, got for me? me? Uh, so, it's, so it sounds like we're coming up one, one kind of fake one, funny one and one serious one. So I'll go with my funny one first and, and tip of the cap to our boy, Chris Shade. Uh, the slip and slide champion. I'm saying they wet the field down and they <laughs> oh, run. Oh Jesus Christ! And, and you, you, you know the 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 one that has the longest slide to actually put the ball in the in the try zone and dot it Ooh. down. Uh, that's declared the winner. Uh, a slip and slide championship. So Chris Shade, uh, if you're in Ohio, make the trip to Memphis and make it happen, brother. Um, you can be the honorary uh, uh, sir of the day. Uh, but in all seriousness. Um, you know, three to five minute periods is typical, right? Um, for overtime, uh, doesn't matter the time whether they want to do three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, depending on what the goals of the tournament director are. But here's what I'm suggesting: in all seriousness, the first overtime you reduce down to six minutes, six six members on each side, right? Open up the field a little bit. Not of the cap here to hockey. I know I'm going to make uh, the big guy cry a little bit and tears of joy. And then just go from there. The second OT, <laughs> you're going down to five men, five women. You know. Uh, and, and, and then you go down to maybe four, uh, and, and then you, then maybe you do drop kicks if it's still tied, right? You do drop kicks, but it's with the guys that, um, you left off that start, you know, the drop kick. So, so you might have to be a little bit tactical who you're going to bring off the pitch because the first guy that you put off is going to come on and kick those drop goals. I like that. I like the drop goal idea. Maybe we start with that first. If you didn't play, you have to go in and start doing, you know, so that person, the other team picks the person for the drop goals. So let's, for example, let's say for whatever reason, Carl Niles didn't play and he's sitting there on the bench or he came off in the first half and he didn't play in the second half. You know, uh, if, if I was the other team, maybe I'd pick Carl Niles to try and do the drop goals. I like that. Um, yeah. And I think it's dynamic because you have that, like, like you said, you know, three on three in, in the NHL, bringing a, a member down for every period if it's still tied. Um, I, I'm going to go with a lot of things that I feel are ridiculous, but I think can work. Um, so the first thing I'm going to say is run a Bronco. The other team gets to pick a person. The other team picks their person and vice versa, and they run a Bronco fastest times when you know it's going to take five minutes. So right there, it's going to be a five-minute golden goal period anyway, so it's relatively quick. Who can eat? And, and an entire rack of ribs faster. Again, <laughs> you pick your opposing player. Um, I was saying uh, uh, drop goals, but almost a la, you know, world tens. There's certain spots you have to kick them from, you know, so it's not just directly in front of the 22. It's, you know, 10 directly in front of the 10, then either right or left the 22. And as it goes back, it goes farther out a la um, uh, world tens. Um, yep. And then the 50 is straight on. Will a team bring on Ruben DeHaas just for that purpose? Yeah, exactly. This is are you want to have this fight again, Rob? Because we will have this friggin' fight. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like where that point's going either. Like, it's, uh, I, I don't think Ruben, I don't like Ruben DeHaas drop goals anymore. <laughs> do, do you have to talk about? We, we're you done soon. talking about that game, Rob. I thought we moved on. Well, that was a knock on two levels. That was a knock the on. Jets getting salty. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a knock on uh, Canadian fans watching Ruben DeHaas knock over that drop goal, and that's a knock on me because me and me and Rob got into a knockdown drag out fight about how you could just keep Ben Seema on the bench and bring him out as a kicker, and that's perfectly acceptable in World Tens, so Rob can suck it. Um, another one, so another one I had um, besides the Bronco, besides the 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 kicks, besides eating the the ribs, um, was. Uh, Rugby, a rugby version of horse. So, you know, you, you can play pig. Some kids play pig. So it's only three letters, right? Instead of five letters in horse. And you have to do a trick shot kick that has to go through the sticks. And the other player has to match it. And you play a game of pig that way. Um, I think that would be way more fun. Uh, I think that would really amp up uh, what people are doing. Also, I think it would give us a lot of good social media moments to, to rep this tournament the, the way they want to rep it and have that party atmosphere to see some of these guys, you know, kicking from behind the post and it's bending around and, you know, flicking and all the shit that me and the rest of the front row can't do, you know, with the ball and, and, and going, well, let's see if you, you know, I, anything you could do, I could do better. I think that would be a great way to do it. Um, the slip and slide thing again, seems like a liability. Um, and I honestly just, the golden goal period is boring guys. I mean, I know, you know, Rob's an old fart and he's been playing rugby since Jesus was a rookie, but like, you know, it's the, this is the time to test the new stuff. Um, I think another thing you could do, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how this would work. 
I haven't gotten it down yet, but maybe in the coming weeks I can get it down and, and hit up Mike Tolkien now that he's friends with us. Um, was just a tug of war. Just come out there and do a tug of war. And, you know, either maybe best out of two, best or best out of three, um, or just best out of three, rock, paper, scissors, get it done quick. Bam, 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 bam. ideas you've ever had. What are you talking about? It's way more fun than five minute golden goal period. I mean, it's the same old BS we see in every sevens tournament. You know what? Actually, this is those what, ideas it's, it's resemble fun. more like the high school uh, at my high school for uh, homecoming. They have this big contest between the very, you know, between the freshmen and the juniors and sophomores and the seniors. Uh, it's called, you know, the, the, the games. And this sounds a lot like that, you know, that, that it's the high school, uh, you know, points games for, you know, crowning a high school homecoming champion. Um, so here's another one here. Here's another one we could do. It's another relay race type thing. I don't know if you guys have ever done Indian runs, but, uh, we used to have to do them as punishment. So you start, you start running, right. And you're running around the field and the guy at the back has to run past the line all the way around the field and may, or the guy at the front rather around the field and make it to the back. I think we could do that. You do your best three players and see who could do it the fastest. No, one's going to want to do that. I like a dizzy, (laughs) I like a dizzy Izzy. Have you ever done a dizzy Izzy? I have no idea what that is. So you run down to the baseball bat. Yes. You do do the dizzy izzy and then the drop and then the drop. Oh, that's awesome. Alex, he just won again. That was great. Alex has brought uh, like the the dizzy bat and hand-to-hand combat. I would like to to thank all my senior Marines from the first four years I was in the Marine Corps that did not (laughs) haze me by doing things like that. (laughs) Dude, that's That's, awesome. I love that. We need to consult Marines for how to (laughs) start these things. That's that's not a liability. Not at all. So how about about the the slip and slide? Let's amend amend our buddy Chris Shade's slip and slide idea. You got to run the really wet slip and slide first and then try and drop kick. Now you're all like super wet. The ball's wet. Like, yeah, no. So yeah, you know, rip the ball on the, on the slip and slide, get up and go for a drop goal from whatever side of the 22 you're on. And let's see if you can nail it. And it has to be immediate. You can't stop and set up. You have to make it like a fluid thing. Um, You like like that? You could change it. Do uh do that, but then do a crossbar challenge. Oh, that would be a good one. Or just a straight up crossbar challenge might be a little quicker, but if you add the slip and slide, man, I think that'll be fun. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, man, I love all these ideas. You can do the slip and slide and then like how far you slide is where you get the kick from. Oh, Oh. that's a good one, dude. I, oh, I so many ideas. So many, oh, so many, oh, so I many. Mean, hey, from the, the your first, study, the, you need guys to figure this out. Like, you know where to, you know where to right? This will never happen. What? This will never happen. <laughs> but you get to pick a friggin' fan to come out for a drop goal. You're out of the stands, you just pick one. That has a very 1920s hockey backup goalie vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> walking off the street, getting getting a fine from the NHL because you showed up in jeans because you didn't have a suit on you. <laughs> It happens a lot for those of you that don't watch rugby, uh, hockey. They'll have like, you know, they'll be down to guys where they, they, they're calling some guy at his house to come play hockey. And he shows up to the arena and he's not properly attired and immediately gets like a $5,000 fine because he wasn't in, in the suit. Anyway, I digress. Those are all great options. And now I have to decide who won this entire no, you don't. Uh, match here, no, this entire rant. This. <laughs> well, I honestly, the, the first rant was really tight. And, you know, at that time, I think Derek was leading. I got to be honest. At the end of the first rant, Derek was leading. He gave a great, you know, he had great answers. He, he came up with exactly what Rugby Canada needed to do to, to, to change their fortune here uh, coming up in the next qualifying matches. Um, you know, again, very positive uh, with, with, with what he was talking about. He wasn't a negative Nancy. It was great to hear. And then Alex came in with hand-to-hand combat. And it's like, you know, let's, 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 let's see what happens. You know, oh God. And then and then Dizzy Bat Challenge, Dizzy Bat Drop Goal Challenge. I mean, I Alex, you're the winner of today's friggin' rugby rant, man. <laughs> no, no, this this isn't even close. This is it's all him. I mean, you could tell Mike Parazzini to suck it because Mike took like four chances before he won. Um, so you know, you, you beat Mike. Thank you, everybody. Um, Thank you. And and as you guys know, we like to give our new guests two minutes. So Alex, here's two minutes to give somebody a shout out and well, so uh, I'd like to give a shout out, uh, most importantly, to uh, 
everybody that's on the banner behind me, we, the Oldbury Rugby, they're not all on there. It's a smaller banner that I could kind of get in the picture. But Oldbury Rugby is a service-founded organization founded by Marines, and we've grown over the years. And um, I, I captain that side, more of a cat herder position, to be honest. Hmm. But, um, you know, with September 11th and uh, the past 20 years have been tough on everybody it th- throughout, the, throughout the world, not just in the United States, our Canadian brothers all our other allies. And so this was a big, big weekend. So uh, my, my shout out to is, is everybody who this weekend took some time to just be a better person to each other, whether it was on the pitch and off the pitch. I'm really grateful for my, uh, for my rugby brothers at the old breed. And um, we're playing a match this coming weekend um, in Denville, New Jersey. Uh, that's the Paul McDevitt cup. Paul sadly passed away on independence day. And so uh, all the all the proceeds from what we raised that weekend, we're going to donate uh, um, funds for his uh, for his kids for college funds, and uh, that's that's what I'm most grateful for. I'm also grateful for you guys for allowing me this opportunity to rant uh, with you. Um, beginner's luck, let's call it. Um, <laughs> not not when I talk to Parazzini, of course. When I talk to Parazzini, I'd like to give a shout out to Mike because obviously, if he just called me more, like I could I could have got him on the on the podium sooner. So, and, and then, uh, so, but, that, but that's it. And then, and then obviously I, 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 uh, I, I am doing youth rugby here in Virginia. We're between DC and Richmond, um, battlefield rugby. Uh, so if you know anybody that's moving to Virginia, have them uh, contact us. And then the last shout out oh, other side here, I guess. Um, I'm proud to represent old glory. I love the team. I love the fans and um, that's about it. So I appreciate it. Love it, man. And also check out Tunnels to Towers Foundation, which is something Mike Tolkien talked about, uh, which yeah, is a 9-11 organization helping out uh, first responders who we lost in 9-11, um, Tunnels to Tower, uh, Foundation.org. Um, Alex, thank you so much. Congratulations on your win. Uh, Derek, you can suck it. Um, just like no. to point that out there. <laughs> he came. He brought hand-to-hand combat to the table. Like, what, what am wow. I going to – I'm not going to fight him about this. Like, <laughs> this I mean, you can, you can goon it up and, and give him the, the old Brashear stick to the head, you know? I mean, That's if you right. wanted to. No, I, I, I'm still afraid. I would still be too afraid to do that. No, that's, that's not good. Oh, I love it. Fans, um, check us out on social media. You can check us out on uh, – the Rant episodes are on TRN every Friday. Or you can check a sneak peek of both – topics on thursday on our facebook we go live at 9 p.m um also every monday is our rpk interviews uh this past weekend we had uh nola draftee uh carm consolino um, we have a couple more draftees coming up we're going to have some people from the pr7s we're going to have some usar rugby canada guys coming up in the near future so please again monday nights uh at uh, 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central check out our facebook for rpks um thank you so much for watching guys i'm scott the big guy ferrara that's rob the hammer hammerschmidt for our two guests today, Alex and Derek, and for our buddy Ty, who couldn't be uh, here with us tonight. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you at the next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.